Hey, welcome to episode 8-ish of the Motown Family Sports Rant. In today's episode, we discuss the Lions' remaining free agent options. We give some spicy takes on the Lions next season. We talk about the Tigers' inability to get to 500 and what they should do with Miguel Cabrera. And then we discuss some ways to improve fan experiences. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to episode 7 of the... Wait, 8 of the Motown Family Sports Rant. Funny story, though. This is actually our seventh episode, even though I said the last one was. <laughs> I went back and counted. It's labeled as episode seven. Every We had a bonus episode, oh, yeah. so there are technically yep. seven Every episodes. But oh, yes. This is the eighth Quality official episode. Thousands of people tune in every week. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's kind of a slow news week in sports, I feel like. So I think we don't have a ton to talk about, but... I thought first we'd talk about uh, the lines because they're always interesting and what they should do. Mm -hmm. But Brett, you brought up how much cap space do they still have left? It's like 26 million or something. They're fourth in the NFL in terms of cap space money. So I know there's guys that kind of kind of keep money in the back pocket pocket to yet sign, but they're still in a pretty good position. I think if they need to pick up one or two more players. So I guess the question is, of the available players, who do you guys think, or maybe what positions should they maybe focus on? So, on so obviously the big name this past week was DeAndre Hopkins, but it looks like he's been linked to what Kansas City and maybe one other team. I care Eagles, something like that. But if you were the Lions, would you take a shot at him? What do you think, Craig? Yeah, I've heard I've heard different things about him. I I've heard he's kind of annoying in the locker room. I've heard he's fine. I mean, he kind of forced himself out of uh, the uh, Arizona there. So I don't know. I guess the other thing I've thought of, I've really worried about. Like, it, I want him to sign him in a short term deal if they do, because in a few years they're yeah. gonna have to pay a bunch of these young, hopefully talented guys they want to keep. I don't want to sign him for like five years, give him twenty five million or whatever the hell he's gonna want, and then not have room to sign. You know, like. St. Brown or whoever else is Panay, Sewell, whoever else is going to come up at that time. So, yeah, I mean, if you could get him for a year or two, he wants to be there. It doesn't seem like he's going to be a locker room issue. I think it's good. I don't necessarily think they need him, though. People are like, oh, this is going to put him over the top. I just I don't I still don't think wide receiver is as hugely as important <laughs> more than I used to. But but I think it's like if extra weapon like that in offense I, and I think it would make up for maybe I'd rather go like like get like a def- defensive player to be honest but like I think it would make up for maybe not doing that because you'd have that extra your offense would be that much better kind of thing you know yeah I think I read something somewhere that Chark was still available if he's still is he number one is he still available and if he is would you rather would you rather pick up and take him for another year he signed with someone I can't oh did he okay well that puts an end to that um, the Panthers. Yeah, okay. yeah. For not much money, but, he kind of he kind of did a Jamal Williams thing. I think they wanted to sign him back. He thought he'd get more money. He didn't, so he's stuck with <laughs> the different team now. Yeah, he bet on himself. Kind of. Honestly, though, I would have honestly more rather him come back at this point. But yeah, now with the wife, she. Really yeah, I, I I guess the last couple of years, um, what's Hopkins hasn't really put up real big numbers. He's had his quarterback situation like Murray's not a great he hasn't been great and he had a lot of controversy last year with like he literally tried to like they restructured his deal and they made it part of his deal where he had to read his playbook for a certain amount of hours per week yeah. he just wasn't doing it. like he's like a little kid I mean it's just that's a bad situation to be in so I and also that like plays into him kind of being like an asshole because that would that would piss that would piss me off too, you know, if I was in that situation. But yeah, you're right. If if he's if he's really a bad influence in the locker room, right. and the fact that he's down had a couple down years, and and it's no coincidence that they just let him go. I think I don't. I wouldn't invest too much in him if I could get him on the cheap for a year or something, or maybe with an incentive type laden contract, yeah. I might do that. But I think that's the only way I'd touch him. Yeah. There's Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, yeah. You can talk about him next. I have zero interest in resigning Kenny Galladay unless it's like for three million and you just take a flyer and he's just gonna shut up and stay in there and catch the ball. <laughs> Six years, three million, Craig. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's what I would offer him. He's going to get hurt. 
There's no denying. Yeah, right. That's why you see it long term. You get the, you know, at some point he'll play. To be fair, I think we just <laughs> yep. really need him for six weeks until Jabo comes back, right? So if he could just stay healthy. Then, yes. Yeah. Sign him to a six week contract. That's really what I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you 20000 a game to just not be injured. <laughs> So I guess we're kind of of the consensus that we're we're not going to touch Hopkins. No, right? I I mean I would like I said I'd be interested. I'd be kind of cool if they did, but I don't want them to. No. Are there other guys out there? Maybe maybe even particular positions you'd want to take a, a little shot at instead of that. Like like D tackle. Or, yeah. There's a couple defensive ends. I don't see a lot in terms of tackles. Like there's Frank Clark. I know he's getting older, but I still think he's got something left. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another defensive tackle guy. You, we were oh, it's Yannick Nagoki. Ngakwe. Ngakwe. He's actually pretty good. He, he's like he's a one trick pony. He just kind of rushes the passer, which is which is good. But yeah, I think they've got enough guys coming back at pass rushing on the ends that they really don't need to go and get too many guys. Like they got who's was pass shell or whatever his name was who <laughs> sat out last year. Yeah, there's um, the Oquari brothers, one of whom had like nine and a half sacks a year or so ago. Yeah, so I don't know. I wouldn't. I would invest too much in a D end. Yeah, they got like a patchwork kind of pass rush is what it feels like. But it's. You know, I don't think they guy. need any more. Yeah, pass rushers. Honestly, I think they're. Yeah, like, I don't either. I think so. On that topic, they've been tr- rumored to be trading for Chase Young. Do you guys want Chase Young here at all? Apparently he's not happy. I give up like a second round pick because like his upside is huge. He's just never healthy to play. But when he, his rookie year he played, he was, was he defensive rookie of the year? He was, but I think he had like, he did okay. I don't know. He's just kind of been ever since. He didn't get hurt in college though too. So, well, he was suspended. I I feel like in college, wasn't he for a game or something? I think that's what it was. You just killed a guy, so it's, yeah. it's okay. It's Ohio State. Game. That's okay. That's, that's, that's all right. They got to look real quick. You yeah. apologize. It's good. Right. <laughs> Didn't mean to shoot the guy, okay? Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I think about it, but I, I wouldn't offer too much more than that. You guys? No, I think he's he, he's just not much. I, I, I hate his personality. Mm-hmm. There's like a Jadavion Clowney is still there. He's kind of, to me, he's one of those, they were great college players that didn't translate to the NFL. Yeah, Clowney's a bit older though, too. Is think, he? Yeah, he's like, he's 30, it says on here. So. Yeah, he's 30, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go with either one of them. Do you think they could yeah. bring in someone on the defense with a little bit more experience to kind of lead the team? It's still pretty young. Because like James Houston, I know he's oldish. The different James, James Houston, he's like thirty eight. Justin. Justin Houston, sorry, yeah, who's actually been really good in the past, but he's like he's old. But he could bring some veteran leadership if you think. Do they need that? Yeah, someone old like not someone, old, someone aged like that, <laughs> like like Frank Clark. I like Frank Clark as well. Yeah, because he, he still. He's I like Frank Clark. So someone like that provides some, yeah, some because they're like what's their average agent? Like 15 i don't know they're real young yeah pretty freaking yeah. young yeah anzalone i think is like the senior guy and he's he's not he's like 28 he's not super old but yeah i guess when they got rid of brockers they got rid of all their more seasoned defensive yeah linemen type i see sue's still out there at age 36 i don't know i actually don't i don't, I don't think he wanted to be here anyway i don't really nope. Yeah, I don't think he would come back. He said he had, he would come back to a couple of teams in the Lions. Like one more. he also talked crap about the Lions recently too. And I just he yeah. did. Although to be fair, when he was on the team, they were pretty dysfunctional. It's a little bit different now, but but I think a veteran leadership like Michael Brockers. You've heard that story about how he kind of brought the locker room together um, and had that meeting, and that's yeah. when one of their season their season kind of turned around a bit. So I think that is good to have that guy have somebody who was a little bit a little bit more seasoned. Doesn't have to be James yeah. Justin Houston or anything, but. Frank Clark's only twenty nine. On this thing, it says his average market value is twelve point four million a year. Would you spend twelve point four million on Frank Clark? Uh, uh, for a couple of years, year. maybe a year or two. I don't know. I don't think he's going to giving that much production. Really, <laughs> I think you really are yeah. deciding for the the presence. And the Lions don't really need a pass rusher. I don't feel like they've got so many. If he was like an interior lineman, I would rotate him in. He could be with like Bugs yeah. and Brockers 
or uh, Broderick and whoever the hell else they have. But uh, you guys know he played in Michigan. Yep. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Apparently I you didn't. <laughs> I he did. Was, I forgot about. He it. was good at Michigan. Yeah. He was yeah. Yeah, he's. I feel like he's been a better NFL player. He's pretty been pretty good in the NFL. So. He has, yeah. That'd be cool. Actually, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's listed on here too. I still think that'd be a good pickup for. About at this point, they're probably not going to do with what they have, but they probably really do need a second backup though, unless they're going to stick with Adrian Martinez, because it doesn't sound like I don't know if Hooker's going to be re- quite ready earlier that year. Yeah, I read t- uh, in OTAs on Friday too. Uh, so golf didn't look great, but Nate Sudfield was tearing it up, Craig. So. Jesus Christ. First of all, anything they say about whoever looks great and doesn't in OTAs is full of shit. It, it has everybody looks like a fucking stud in OTAs. So maybe concerning then that golf doesn't look good. But <laughs> if we're relying on Nate Sudfield, I think the season's over. Sure is. Sure is. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Teddy Bridgewater's some backup with a little more experience in case i feel like he's not gonna sign now they put out a an offer for him like weeks ago before the draft (laughs) i guess it's been radio silence that's uh, doesn't sound like he's uh, interested (laughs) but i i like him as a backup i just don't think he's gonna sign i'm trying to find a different list here because the one i had just had like ranked it didn't have ever all the free agents available. Do you have a, Do you have one pulled up, Craig? Where there's like every free agent available currently. I have. I can't have a list. Quarterback Carson Wentz. What are, no. Like D tackles. Oh, D tackle. Um, or defense. So they got not. I mean, that's yeah. That would be the position I'd kind of want. But lots of DNs. D tackle Shelby Harris. I don't know who he is from Seattle. Um, Michael Brockers, who we just got rid of. We don't <laughs> want him. Tackle. Bring him back. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. sorry, we cut you. <laughs> so, yeah, we're sorry. All that things, the things we said about you, we're really sorry. Yeah. So to make it up to you, we'll sign you for half of your salary. Yeah. Right. A lot of DNs. Several DNs. Justin Ellis from the Giants. Okay. Never heard of him. D tackle. I've heard of him, but he's um, old too. Maurice Hurst from San Francisco. Oh, he's twenty first. Yeah. Twenty eight years old. Michigan. Oh, the Michigan guy. Was he? Didn't even another Michigan him. guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I liked him. He was a good. Uh, he was undersized, tussle kind of athlete. I think he maybe gets hurt a lot. Maybe He's twenty eight. I think he was that old. Mike, yeah, crazy. Mike Pennell, D tackle from Chicago. He's thirty two. Corey Peters from Jacksonville. He's thirty four. Um, now we're hitting the ball. What a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> who's the, now who's the now fattest guy on that list? Let's sign him. Assisted living. <laughs> Range by weight. <laughs> yeah, rank it by weight. I don't care who it is. Just said the biggest guy. Yeah. Chris Oldham. So I guess there's more than I thought there were. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really, other than Maurice Hurst, and I think I've heard of Shelby Harris and Ellis, but Ellis has been around for a long time. Yeah. I don't know that Mo Hurst would like start, but like, you know, apparently he's not very good if he's available and he's that long on the list. So, yeah. But I don't know. What else? What other dad, what other players are available that you see on there? D, D tackles? Just Cooper, any players at this point. Yeah. Any anybody? Players? Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, if you want to run him. Yeah, Craig? No. I, like I hate I hate Ezekiel Elliott with a passion. I'd rather they kept the guy from Minnesota. Ibrahim, whatever his name is. Yeah. Well, how, yeah. About, how about Matt Ryan or, or Carson Wentz? Matt Ryan's 38. Carson Wentz is 30. I don't think they're going to want to be backups. Too I don't think Matt Ryan is. I, don't no, I, don't, I, don't. I think he'd rather just retire. Carson Wentz. He might sign, but he feel like he's always kind of a headache everywhere he goes. I don't know if that's him or the organization, but he's been on three teams now, and they've all just kind of let him go. I feel like that says says something. Yeah, I, I saw today Tom Brady might come back with Oakland, so there's Tom Brady. Jesus Christ, go. I'm kind of over the Tom Brady shit. <laughs> he's only 45. He's got a lot left in the tank. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he's going to want to back up Jared Goff. I'm just saying that's probably true. Teddy Bridgewater, Miami. Yep, would be a good one. Uh, that's it. That's not a lot of quarterbacks. I think they're pretty set on uh, quarter. I mean, the offense, a wide receiver, maybe. I think linebacker, maybe a rotational piece. But the right linebackers are probably set. The secondary should be good. But their deep line, I think the interior line, they've got a lot of depth at defensive line, I feel like. Just nobody who's, like, a stud. But yeah. We'll see. I guess I wouldn't mind, like, one, like, stud corner if there is one available, like, as like a true starter. Because I like the two guys they signed. I just don't know if they're, like, for sure starter, you know. Just, yeah. just to be sure. 
at that spot. But there's still gonna be yeah, there's not much on the list that I found either. Do here's about do they have to sign someone or are they okay where they're at? Yeah, good question. I think they're probably okay. I think they are too. I yeah, think maybe they can add if they want to add depth, somebody who kind of fits in, who's not super long term. It's not going to cost an arm and a leg. But I don't really think there's anybody they like need. I don't even think DeAndre Hopkins is like gonna put them over the top. It'll make them better, but I think they're pretty good where they are. Uh, I don't even make the offense pretty unstoppable, especially when once what's his name comes back too, man. If if golf is at all last year, yeah, yeah. Can I, can we do our bull predictions yet next? Is that yeah? So of... while we're on the Lions, all right, I could go first. My first one for offense. And Brett and I kind of talked about this, but my bold prediction is Jared Goff is going to regress. I don't think he's going to be as good last next year. Okay, these are like I think my these are like bold takes. I really think he'll be fine, but I I think yeah. there's a good possibility he could yeah. regress. I feel like Great he chance. could. Yeah, I feel like he could. Uh, people are real high and like he didn't turn the ball over. He historically turns the ball over. Also, I don't think just not throwing interceptions is that big of a deal. I think there's more to it than that. But so I think Jared Groff might regress a little bit. That's my bold offensive take. And then I, I'm going to try to do something positive on defense because I feel like all I have is pessimistic takes. <laughs> but I will say on uh, defense, uh, I'll say the Lions have like a top five passing defense. I'm going to say that. That's my bold offense. Yeah, defensive positive take. I have plenty of pessimistic takes, but we'll, we'll keep those your, for later. defensive secondary is going to give up the like – Yeah, I've just – fifth okay. fewest yeah yards touchdowns that just be generally be a pretty good secondary because i think they got jack yeah. campbell he's supposed to be a really good coverage linebacker too they got some more pass rushing so they'll get some pressure on the quarterback i still think their run defense is going to be kind of atrocious but the passing defense should be a lot better i like it yeah. i'd be that'd be awesome if they're secondary i think if that happens man they're they're going to be pretty damn good if their secondary somehow flips around that much and i like i the path I see you're saying like they did everything they drafted was folk and picked up was focused on like beefing up that secondary They're, they have like a top three safety room like in the fucking NFL right now like it's you know they do it's, but it's so my my pessimistic view on that is we're all we're also anticipating all of that comes together and meshes perfectly and everybody progresses at the same time which I feel like that is kind of a bit of a pie in the sky traditionally I feel like when you sign a bunch of free agents that haven't played with the team, it takes them a while to gel. So I, yeah. I kind of, am afraid, but we kind of went over the schedule, but they'll probably start off like four and three, which I think is realistic where everybody kind of gets it together before they start playing a little bit better. But I do think they have the potential to be a good defensive passing defense. Right. And I do think they have the culture there where it makes it like relatively not dumbed down, but straightforward and like just kind of is what, you know, and they, they bring in the kind of people that are supposed to be leaders on teams too that pick up on things too. I, you know, I think it's a good culture for it. So I'm not super worried about that. But yeah, yeah. But I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. I like that. Dad, what are your bold? Hey, I also real quick that I love this shot of the corner of your eye. It's fantastic. There you go. Oh, you want both <laughs> eyes? There you go. Both eyes. We've, we've got his medals in the background, though. That's what he'd like. Really like to focus there you on. Go. I'm a very, very. I'm kind of a big deal. He's kind of decorated. General Hutchin over here. Yeah, that, that's right. You'll refer to me as Sir from now on. <laughs> so anyway, I'm more concerned on the offense. I'm more concerned about their running game. Believe it or not, I I feel like they had a, a dependable stud last year, and they let him go, and they picked up Montgomery, who's got a huge injury history. I think um, the guy they drafted out of Alabama, I just, I mean, to me, he's he's he's. I mean, we know he's faster than hell, but I don't know. I I kind of like those guys who can pound it up the middle, and I feel they lost one. And I do think Montgomery could get hurt. I'm a little more concerned about him getting hurt, actually, than um, Goff getting hurt. So if I feel like their running game, I think their passing game is going to be pretty damn good. I just think the people they've added, the running back from Alabama, the uh, the new tight end from Iowa, the Porter is supposed to be able to stretch the field. I think the run, passing game is going to be okay, but I'm a little concerned about the running game. On defense, I agree with you. I think against the pass, they're going to be much improved. 
I do think they're going to be a little bit better against the run just by addition of um, Campbell and some of those young D tackles. They're a little more seasoned now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they'll be they'll be better, but I still think they might be a, a suspect against the run. So that concerns me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you think they're going to be really better against the run? Like, or do you think? Oh, you know, I think they will. I think just Jack Campbell and those young guys, those detail. Who's who's the guy that tackles they had? Did they? Yeah, that's one they drafted. Yeah, McNeil, McNeil, Isaiah Bugs, Levi, yeah. or Zarike, whatever is supposed to be coming back. They do have some guys. If they progress, they could be pretty okay. But and actually, Bugs had a couple really good games at the end. Yeah, yeah. but I think he's young, and you know he's growing into the system. And I think they're going to get better. So I think they'll be better against Toronto, though I don't think they have anyone that stout. That's a definite run stopper. I think mm-hmm. like Campbell will definitely help, but you know at the, the line of scrimmage, I, there's still no suspect. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think those are good takes. I, I have some concerns. I think they can. We kind of talked about it briefly, but I think they can if they progress at the rate they're supposed to. They're going to be really good. I'm just worried if it. it it's, it's kind of a little optimistic. I feel like for everything to come together, and there's a lot of new guys they signed. So it is, but it's also they have a lot of young guys too. You talked about that, you know, their average age is like 24. Like, you, that's how it should be with young guys, though. Like, theoretically, they should get better. So, True. like, yes, it's a lot, but they all are at that stage where you're supposed to get better between year one and two. And, you know, that's what they say at least. But so, I don't know. Do, we all kind of agree, though, if, um, if golf goes down, they're in a lot, a world of hurt, right? Yeah. So yeah. why don't we put more emphasis on getting a reliable backup? Because uh, um, Hooker is not coming back until maybe not the whole year, right? Or if you get get him back, it might be later towards the end of the year, and he's still going to have to learn the system. So I don't know. I, I, think, I think if you're banking that much in this year, I think they probably had to look at getting a reliable backup. And maybe, maybe you do talk to Carson once. I don't know. He's 30 years old. He has had some success, but you guys say he's kind of a troublemaker. No, he's kind of an idiot, right here, <laughs> and he's just like okay. he. Uh, I mean, he got beat up by Nick Foles twice, didn't he? Did he uh, lose, like, well, once was injury, maybe the second time. With the other, twice he got beat out. Actually, no, he, that's not true. So, he got beat up by Jalen Hurts. They decided to go with Hurts instead of Nick Carson once. Foles just came in because he got injured. The team was with after Nick Foles. Like recently beat him out. I'm pretty sure Nick Foles is available too. No, <laughs> there's Nick Foles, <laughs> Joe Flacco. Uh, Actually, you know Flacco, I think might be a, a solid backup. They just need a game manager. Somebody, Jared Goff is probably going to get injured for like a game or two. I feel like that happens to just about everybody now. Wasn't he out for a game last year? He he missed like a game or some significant um, time. Maybe not. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't think so. Maybe I'm making that up. Teddy Bridgewater is only 30. And you say we already dissed him once. Maybe we can apologize. We didn't diss him. (laughs) I think we dissed him. We just gave him a contract. Did you say we dissed him? No, we offered him a contract and he just never said anything. So he he never responded. (laughs) Oh, well. So probably. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance, right? (laughs) Nate Sudfeld it is. All right. Adrian Martinez. Yeah. What about you, Brett? My two crazy monkeys. So mine uh, are a bit more far out. I told Craig one of mine um, on defense. My optimistic one is Broderick Martin becomes their best defensive rookie they drafted this year. And my my only way of justifying it, other than blind hope and luck, is that <laughs> I trust Brad Holmes and that he uh, only put one investment in the drafts and free agency, basically into uh, the D-tackle position. So he must be good. <laughs> that's, the, that's the logic there. So, yeah. Supposedly he's got lo- long arms. Plus We're he's huge. Actually, and I true story, I, I did watch an interview where he spoke about coming here. Um, he seems like a really, like, down – he seems like a good person, like the Lions would, would draft usually. But, yeah, so that's kind of cool. But um, My offensive one is that – Sam Laporta is going to be a top three tight end in the NFC this year. Book it. <laughs> Here's one. Who's going to have better numbers, him or Hawkinson? Sam Laporta is, I think. I think he's going to get targeted more. I think he's going to take some time, probably get going with Goff, but Goff likes tight ends, and he's, he's. I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah. I don't feel like yeah. Goff threw the 
tight end. He never threw to Hawkinson. That's kind of one of the reasons they got rid of him. Stafford didn't really. Golf did a decent amount as much as any other. Yeah, they caught a lot yeah, of touchdowns, tired. but I don't know. I think it more depends. I think Ben Johnson got better drawn up plays with him at the end of the year or two. I don't think they used Hawkinson at all. Maybe he just wasn't that good. I don't know, but I feel like it, that's one of the reasons they got rid of him. He like kind of didn't do much for the first few games. I think he was just kind of vanilla, and he wasn't yeah. quite worth it. You know? Yeah, he couldn't block. Yeah, he wasn't really that good at blocking, and I, and the Laporte is not that great. Neither can Sam Laporte. <laughs> So George Kittle, I guess, I guess they all went to Iowa. George Kittle went to Iowa as well, yeah, right. And he's he's, he's very high on Laporta. He, he thinks Laporta could be a real a real addition this year. So I don't know. He should know, right? Well, he's he also crazy, know. but yeah, sure. he is. Well, he's you know, nuts. He's funny as hell, but he is crazy. <laughs> and his bats are crazy. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But no, he gave his. That was his. Like his. He was comped. To Hiddle or, or Kittle out of all the Titans that have come out to from Iowa because he's like similar athletic traits and stuff like that. So watch out, Craig. It's going to happen. I mean, in the yeah. NFC, could be a top. Th- I mean, because I, who's still in the right. NFC? It's Hawkinson. I gave it like a, a five second thought. Yeah, there's like Hawkinson and then there, um, so there's, there's Kittle because he plays for the. That's uh, true. The, Kittle. So Kittle would be yeah. the top. Yeah. But like Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey both play in the AFC. Right. So does uh yeah, right, Kelsey, yeah. Uh I don't know who else is left, honestly, after that. I don't know. It kind of is a big ass that's the thing, it's a giant drop off after that, so there's room. Yeah. So based on just lack of people, sure. <laughs> <laughs> there was no one so Jared Goff is also a top three NFC quarterback. Just because there's no one else. <laughs> it's Jalen Hurts and then nobody. <laughs> We take what we can get. Yeah, so you, know, you know who's available as a D tackle? Chris Wormley. Remember, he played at Michigan. He's got yeah. he played six years with the Steelers. Jesus, he's got to be. He was old. drafted. He was well. He's no, he's only twenty nine. He was drafted in the third round in nineteen to twenty seventeen. <laughs> No, no, 2017. He was drafted in 1917. 17. <laughs> By George Washington. They roll him out there, give him his dentures, and tell him to go nuts. So, is he? I don't know if he's been all that productive or not, but. I really feel like I haven't heard of him much, but I like the Michigan guy. Yeah, if he's still in the league at 29, then he must be not too bad. He keeps getting signed places, obviously, right? Yeah. Plays for the Steelers. I mean, 29 isn't that old. I thought he was older than that. No, he's only 29. These ages. I was surprised Maurice Hurst was 28. They did, I thought they didn't play. They must have all played about the same time at him and Frank Clark. I don't know. Must have, yeah, must have been Frank Clark would be a good choice. Okay. I'd like him to try to get Clark and then a decent backup quarterback. Yeah. And I think with that, they'd be okay. There'd be enough for because they're not going to necessarily like go all the way this year. Not you're not looking for that over the edge piece anyways. Even if you do think Hopkins is that, so yeah, yeah, fine with that. I honestly wouldn't mind signing Galladay for one year for cheap too, just because he's a big target and they need a big target. Yeah, but if they can get him cheap, I'm fine with it. I just think we. Yeah. I'm not going to put too much faith in Kenny Galladay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him everything he wants. <laughs> you know, one position we haven't touched on. What about kicker? How do you feel about? I know they signed Michael Badgley, but then they have this. They have rope. This guy named Romo, as uh, as the second kicker, and then they also just traded for Riley Patterson. Yeah. So apparently, I mean, it sounds like no one's super confident in the kicker position in that organization. I didn't think Badgley was that bad last year. I didn't either. Then they re-signed him. I think it's kind of shitty to go pick up yeah. after that. I liked Patterson when he was here during his like he had a decent rookie year. Yeah, he's very accurate. He's, he never hit a whole like they never tried him over fifty yards too much, so he didn't have a whole lot over fifty. Yards. Yeah, I heard he doesn't have a very big leg, but he's pretty accurate. Yeah. Right, but like I, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what changed. <laughs> Why all these weird? It doesn't make any sense to like then go after. Well, him. and Brett and I, we kind of talked about this, but as the genius Brad Holmes, he released him and then traded for him later. Right. Why? Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like he told the Jaguars, "Hey, tell me if you're ever going to release this guy, and we we will trade for him first. Yes, you know, well, like, they were going to probably just release him, and they could have signed him instead they, of giving a draft sure. pick. 
Right, because they signed Brandon McManus. So I have no fucking clue what the Riley Patterson thing was about. Like, let's trade for a guy who's going to be a free agent soon, who we cut not too long ago. A-plus work. (laughs) And we want you to compete against the guy who's roughly your equivalent in terms of... Right. Also, we have two other kickers. We just signed one. We don't know what we're doing, so (laughs) just get out there and kick some footballs. We're we're hoping one of you guys doesn't stop. Yeah. Wait, wasn't one of the uh, the the Italian or the uh, European players they got too? Wasn't he a kicker as well? The one they got for that program? Oh, not maybe. That it matters. He's not- so it sounds like they have no idea who's going to be their kicker this year, and that they're not set up. They had, badly. Yeah, they had yeah. So there's a job for you. Sign me up. You should have gone pro, Craig. You had your chance. You, you did. It's not yeah. too late. Well, Tom Brady can still play. Late. So can I. <laughs> You are younger than Tom Brady. Not by much, but technically, I'm a, yes. I'm almost younger than Tom That's Brady. right. <laughs> Tom Brady drafted in 1917 in the sixth round. Still got a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> Tigers. Yeah. Tigers. About Tigers. They won again yesterday. Yeah, they lost today. So oh, they lost. They, was, they, they just yeah. cannot get like two five hundred or two first place. They are right. so close. They like get there and then they're like, ah shit, panic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They start feeling a little good about themselves they, and then they lose do. three or four games. I to me that feels like AJ Hitch is like holding this thing together by a thread. And like the second yeah. it starts to unravel a little bit, he's like he's gotta go up to him and be like, God damn it guys, get your shit together. <laughs> it's like a bunch <laughs> of children. He's like coaching a bunch of eight-year-olds in soccer, and like they'll score, they'll get them together, they'll finally score a goal, and then they all just like fucking relax. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's kind of hard to get fired up about an offense that's led by Zach McKinstry. Yeah, right. yeah, he's just shy. He's having all right year. I like Zach. <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah. four home runs. But the band of misfits are doing okay. Yeah. So he's got to be coach of the year just by, you know, put, making them in contention with based Jesus, on that Jesus, you would think so, but. So where would they be if those young uh, pitchers that they drafted over the last few years hadn't all developed Tommy John surgery and had all their arms blown out right away? Now, there's a couple we know they're likely to come back soon, like Manning and Scooball, I guess, through you were saying through a bullpen session where he's hitting 98 with his fastball. Yes. But if those guys had stayed healthy, you know, you got, so you got Manning, you got Scooball, you got Mize. You got Fayetto, who's now pitching pretty well. You got Bo Brisky. You've got uh, who's the guy? Bo Brisky was good. Yeah, um, was, and um, who's the guy that was good? And he was started off the year good, and then he hurt himself again. Um. I, anyway, so Spencer, Turnbull. but never mind him. Spencer Turnbull. So if those guys say even half of them had stayed healthy, where would they be? Would they be in first place in the Central now? I mean, maybe it's not saying a whole lot if they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'd probably be a couple games better than they are. I don't think it'd be like night and day necessarily because I don't think their strike pitching has been god awful. It hasn't been good, but like neither their hitting hasn't really been great either. It's just kind of fun to watch and yeah. somewhat timely. Somewhat. I think they'd be in first really place. Not- they would probably would have cut one a couple more games, but. Right. I think it would have been first just because the central is so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they would have had more of a chance to win every day though one of those guys went out there. So I do think they would have been better. And I think if a couple of those guys at least can come back this year, I, they could still contend in the Central. Um, I think so. I don't think I don't think their pitching yeah, has been that terrible. I actually think it's been a strength. I think their offense just disappears at times because they just don't have that much talent. Like They've got Torkelson and Riley Green are playing better. So that's good, but they're still not like quite lighting it up yet. And you know, Javi no. Baez is a little bit better, but outside of that, it's kind of like you know, it. Some guys show up on certain nights, some disappear. I kind of feel like even when they do well, it's hard to get excited about them because you look at their stats and they just, in terms of offense, they really don't have any studs. No, yeah. and like team team, team rankings too, they're pretty like. Pretty bad. It feels like it does feel like they're hitting better than it is, though. I will say, like, like when you watch the games, it feels like they're getting good, finally hitting. And I think it has been better lately too. But I they just don't have a lot of talent hitting. When you were supposed to be led by Riley Green and Torkelson, and they're just not quite there yet. They're both like getting better, but they're not quite there yet. It's just not going to be that good, you know. Yeah, I think 
they just don't have a lot of talent. I think they've been scrappy and kind of putting stuff together. And yeah, as long as they keep doing that, and then once they get maybe once some of this talent moves up or gets better, it keeps going that way. I'm fine with the direction now that it's at. Like yes, you know. So, so on that note, the the topic I kind of want to talk about, like if they start contending and getting a little bit better, maybe not right at this point, but. Miguel Cabrera has been absolutely awful. He's kind of like I saw one article could compare him to like basically it's like the the NL with the without the DL. Like it's the pitcher just coming up to hit every game. It's he's like a guaranteed out. <laughs> he's slow. He, he can't hit anymore. I know he's like one of the greatest hitters of all time, but it's I feel like it's getting real hard if they start even if, especially if they start to get good and take the first place and like want to actually make the playoffs. Can you really continue to trot Miguel Cabrera out there every day where he's just, yep, he's going to get it out. There he comes. I still think, yeah, I still, I think, I think it's stupid. They're not going to, it's going to cut back on their ability to compete. But at the same time, this is, they're not going to make it anywhere in the postseason. If they win this division, we just said it's going to be because the division sucks, you know? Yeah. So if you're going to do, if you're going to parade him out there and do all this shit, he should have done it last year, but like, you know, it's not the worst year, but it's annoying. It's it's really awful to watch. He literally is like the worst hitter in baseball right now, and it's not an exaggeration to say like he is. Yeah, and he used to be he used to be the best. Like it's kind of just sad to watch now. So I keep hearing all this stuff about how he still really wants to play, and he's still all for the team. If that's the case, why is he trotting out there and just sucking up the joint by just embarrassing himself? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. Give him his due as a claim. Throw a nice party for him. Give him a card. Do whatever you have to do. But he's taking up the spot of some young guy they could yeah. try to develop. And yeah. I think it, it's an embarrassment for him, or it should be an embarrassment for him. And uh, it's it's kind of sucks after all that he's contributed to watch him go up this way. Mm-hmm. I would la- I'd rather see hit them, you know, have a night dedicated to Miguel and have all of the old players he was teammates with show up to give him a nice go away but then just leave gracefully do you think they can trot him out there like every other day or something like every other game like every third game just like like he could still play i do think he's really enthusiastic you see him on the sidelines he still like seems to love being there just he's so bad at the play (laughs) and it's the only thing he's supposed to do Make him a coach. I heard somebody say that. Make him like a, the first base coach or something, like so he could be on the field. Yeah. I think he's still got yeah. plenty of knowledge. I'm sure. I just I feel like physically yeah. he's just done. Does he actually like do that though? Because I always hear that like he's gonna like provide tutelage to young hitters and stuff. Does he actually do that? That's kind a of good stuff? question. I don't think he does. Honestly, you're right. <laughs> Maybe he could though. Yeah. I don't think he does. I think he's kind of selfish to be honest. <laughs> I think he's a nice guy. I just think he keeps to himself. Yeah. He likes- yeah, and I think like as good of a baseball player as he is, I don't think I think he just likes having a good time. He's not like one of those like I do too. To me, he seems like a big ball kind of guy. You yes. know, like yeah, he's not he's studying there, film. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, he, he seems like a big kid. Yep. You remember when he got he got pulled over that one year the lines were or Tigers or other in the playoffs and he got pulled over. I think it was for drunk driving, and he says to the cop, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah. Yeah, I kind of lost a little respect he for him. Is. After he is that. kind of immature. I think he's even said, like, he's so talented, he has, like, a photographic memory, and he just remembers the pitches, every pitch he's ever swung at. But because of that, yeah. he's never, like, studied – he's never studied film. He's never – he's even – he's like, no, I don't check out what pitcher I'm playing against today. <laughs> I'm like, I just go out there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, it's pretty incredible if that's actually true. Yeah, I mean, he's incredibly talented. Imagine how good he could have been if he, like, tried a little bit. <laughs> I think he used to get by on that men's talent alone. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? And I, and that talent is now gone. Exactly. Yeah. So now we see where he is. Yeah. 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 I think we saw it, too. Like, it felt like years back, like, when he would hit, like, 25 or so home runs a year, he could have hit, like, 40 or so, like, if he actually, like, went out there. And didn't always kind of feel like that way. He could rip more than he could. He just didn't for yeah. some reason. Yeah, but because so. I don't think he really worked out. Like all these players came up and they started changing their launch angles and everything, and started to work out. And he still just did his own thing. He's like, I'm just going to go out there and hit the ball. I'm like, okay. I mean, you're talented enough to do that for a while. But yeah, I don't think he he doesn't like go into the weight room or anything or work out. <laughs> he's always just he is. He's like a big kid. You're right. He's just been incredibly talented. 
in all fairness to Mickey, he's got two families to support now. That's true. <laughs> That's why he didn't retire. He's like, no, man, I need that $40 million this year. <laughs> there's no there's no telling how many children he has. Yeah. He's like, I'm here until you force until you stop paying me. <laughs> I'll take all the money. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I don't I still think he's a nice guy, but he's a big kid. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it I just wish he would go away gracefully. Yeah. And you know, they do owe him some recognition because of what he's given the organization, Mm -hmm. but give it to him, let him go away gracefully into the sunset. And then let's move on into the future. He, we could, could he play D tackle for the lions? We could solve two problems. He's big enough. Let's throw him out there. Yeah. He is. He's not very fast. (laughs) Oh, well, well, the tigers, there's, they're squeaking up there. At least they're they're competitive. They're at least fun to watch now. And I feel like they have a chance to win every game, which is really all I wanted this, this year, just a chance to win every game. I feel like they have a chance to win a game. Every divisional game, I feel like they should win, which is well, fun. Yeah, because the division sucks. Because the division sucks. Yeah. But also because they're making pro- – like from where they were last year, that's a, that's a market improvement. You know, like that's significantly better. So I like it. I'm happy with it. Absolutely. Detroit City Football Club, you guys watched the game yesterday? Hey, they, they won. Yeah. <laughs> Two in a row, man. I actually did watch the game. I missed the goal again. For five minutes, I had to step away to, like, shower. <laughs> if, you, if you missed the first five minutes of any one of their games, well, you missed Well, no, this was they scored in, like, the 30th minute or something. And I actually saw – I missed oh. the first – I missed all of the game but the first five minutes and, like, the five minutes of the goal. <laughs> but it was fun to watch. I saw the replay. It was actually a pretty good goal. But Yeah, so, yeah, they won, they've won a couple games now. Mm-hmm. Not that much of our listening audience who consists of mom actually cares about that, but – yeah, I think they're they're kind of playing a little bit better. They're fun yeah. to watch. I'd love to go to another game. Yeah, they are fun to watch. I uh, it's I I really like watching soccer when it's a team I'm invested in. I've tried to watch a few times, like MLS or uh, the World Cup's always fun to watch, but I just don't care because the teams like I don't give a shit about the Columbus, whatever the fuck they are, or the LA Galaxy or anything. But actually having like a team you could root for, I'll sit and watch it. It's fun. Yeah. And I love the yeah. I love how it just goes and there's no fucking commercials, which is nice. There's That's so true. many commercials in football. Baseball's even gotten better, I feel like. But football, you you sit down, the games are so long now. It's just ugh. Mm-hmm. every kickoff. Frustrating in soccer. You get to the half at forty or the end of the game, forty five of the second half, and then you realize the ref was giving them six more minutes. <laughs> it is, but it's six. But they don't show the clock. That's true, but it's six actual minutes. It's not like where basketball, where there's like there's thirty seconds left. You know, it's gonna be forty fucking minutes because everyone's gonna take a timeout and foul every two times. Here's a question: If the guy gets hurt in the six minute overtime, do they add another six minutes? No, it's just the six minutes. That's the overtime. It's like so you could. Well, that's when you should fake your injury. I say this like I'm a pro soccer professional. I don't know. Maybe they do actually. I don't think they do though. I also the time seems to be kind of arbitrary. I saw that they added like five minutes. And then it's like five minutes and thirty seconds, and then it goes into the sixth minute. And like I thought, it was only five extra minutes, and then all of a sudden the game's over. I'm like okay, <laughs> you know the re- the refs get together after the game and say, "How much time do you have left on your parking?" Pass? Yeah, I got another five minutes. All right, let's give them five more minutes. Let me get the hell out of here. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, just want to go to. It was. Would you follow them anymore if they were an um, MLS team, or would it be about the same for you? Or maybe you wouldn't be as excited about it. I don't think I'd follow them anymore. Uh, I think I'd follow them more if I like live closer. I could go to games once in a while. But yeah, that helps. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, I don't really care. I kind of like. I'd rather they be a little bit more competitive and watch them. I don't really. If they join MLS, I feel like it gets more corporate. You get more commercials and shit. I kind of like the atmosphere they have in the league that they're in right now, but. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what a lot of their uh, ownership is, you know, because they sold stock and people and parts of the team. So the people who have an invested interest in it, that's what they're afraid of. They don't want them to go to MLS because then they lose some control of the team because then they're subject to the whims of the league and that kind of thing. I know, mm-hmm. like, even when they joined the league they're in now, there's, like, the first minor league down from the MLS. Mm-hmm. The, the league tried to impose a lot of restrictions on them, particularly with regard to the rowdy fans and the fans – just lost it. They, they were just on. They didn't want to be, you know, regulated. They wanted to go out there with their fire bombs and their, their chants. And as Logan pointed out, the fu chant. So, so outside of that, I didn't think they were that bad. Though, I, did you guys go to a game before they became? Oh, uh, went to the USL. Yeah, if you're 
connection, you can understand what they're saying. It's like pretty much all slander. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's a, yeah, a little vulgar. Yes, it's fun though. It's fun. It is very fun. Good, but yeah, I feel like that's one of the big attractions of going there. Because people, there are passionate. They are a little over the Crazy. top in terms of obnoxious, but it's fun. Well, yeah, almost it, prod. One time, Dad. <laughs> they what? <laughs> that? They gave it. So we the time we went with Dad and his uh, son. <laughs> yeah, they were giving these speeches along the walk over, and I swear to God, man, it was like two steps away from being like a proud boy. Oh yeah, you did say <laughs> Wait, that a little bit. Yeah. So can you listen? I got. How about incorporating that kind of atmosphere and say like a Detroit Tigers game? It's you so, can't. How much fun would that be? <laughs> awesome. People would die though. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way they're that would there, work. They're yeah. like chanting at the other teams, <laughs> all kinds of vulgarities. Yeah. You know, it'd be kind of fun though, right? You I mean, some people do that to like the players in the outfield. If you're sitting right next to them, you can yell shit at them. Baseball is just so slow. Can you imagine a constant chant for baseball? <laughs> the players are literally just standing there. Like you can't, you, I mean, they just. They don't move. They just stand there and wait. 90% of the game yeah. is standing. <laughs> that is true. At least soccer, there's like a constant flow and they, like the chance kind of match the flow and, you know, but no. Yeah, it'd be hard as a fan to get that fired up into a guy who's standing on the sidelines. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. How about hockey? You could do it in hockey, hockey. and they kind of do it at Yost Arena. There's also there's always kind of like a constant little thing yes. going on because it's the same thing. It's like a constant flow going back and forth. Yeah, some NHL fan bases like that. I mean, the Wings back when they were good, it was was pretty crazy to Joe like that. You know, I don't know about that vulgar, but like <laughs> I don't think anything's yeah. that vulgar. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it can happen. Hockey's a good yeah, but really. basketball. Uh, yeah. A little bit. They kind of do that, but then they tell you to be quiet when they're like on offense. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit. More so than like football. Football, they get pretty loud and rowdy when they're on defense, but then you're supposed to quiet down when your team's on offense. Yeah, but how boring is that? We went to that Pistons game. Honest to God, even when they were playing halfway decent, it was so boring. If the fans were jacked up and really into the into the game, and even if they were chanting and yelling stuff, It'd be more fun. It'd be more of a fan experience. It would I be. Think get a, but part get of that, part of that, I think, is the arena. Like we talked a little bit about that. I, I don't know. It's just not really conducive to fan atmosphere. I feel like I'm still like picturing yeah, it. Not, I feel like we viewed the game through this tiny little slit with the, the way it was like set up. It was like the seats, true. The thing yeah. hanging down, and you looked at it like just like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do like to see the the passion though that those fans have. Yeah, that makes it fun. And like when we went, like when we went to the Lions game against Minnesota, mm -hmm. even though it's in a big, huge stadium, the fans were passionate because they were playing well and that place was rocking. How do you get that kind of atmosphere in the our other sports arenas? They have to be good first. Other, uh, you have to win. Okay, yeah. but even in baseball, when the when the Tigers are in the playoffs back many years ago i mean you'd go there and there was an elect certain electricity but it wasn't the same as it was at football well i think that's just so, the nature of the yeah. game i feel like it got for baseball it was pretty fired up and people got pretty excited but yeah okay. i think there's just such a lull in a lot of the action because it's like you pitch the ball then you wait and you stand around for 30 seconds and you pitch the ball and then you stand around for 30 seconds it's just kind of like you know it's just the nature of the game yeah, but if in between pitches, if you could do a chant like Miguel Cabrera sucks, you know, it would keep you more engaged in the game. It would. Right? It yeah. would, yeah. Might might suck for Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> I feel like that's just ingrained in the history of baseball. You're supposed to be like calm and gentlemanly or whatever shit. It's like people aren't as rowdy in baseball. Whereas soccer, like I feel like especially in Europe, all those you've heard stories of like those crazy ass fans like oh my God, beating people yes. up and it's like they're nuts like that is just yeah. ingrained I feel like culture <laughs> soccer culture a little bit just crazy passionate fans. They wouldn't do anything like that in baseball too. Yeah. Like they, it's just like it's so, they get their panties in a bunch about everything. They do, and then like when they get in a fight in baseball, they'll go all go up there and they just push each other around a little bit. It's like oh, there's a fight. Oh no. It's like it's not a fight. They all just <laughs> yeah. went like went to a mosh pit for five seconds, and then I don't know, <laughs> yeah, tapped each yeah. other on the ass and left. You know, 
Yeah, it's, it's how we talk about the marketing thing. They don't. They got to open up those floodgates to all that shit. It'd be cool if they did, but they're, they're not going. No. Mud wrestling. You put right into it. You really want to bring this mud wrestling? <laughs> That's what, in the center field. You just have a mud wrestling pit. <laughs> We're between in yes. at the same time. Constant action. If it goes in the if the ball goes in the pit, it's a triple. There you go. A live tiger on the field. Yeah. The game's yes. You have to play around the tiger. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> Or you're running the bases after hitting the ball real hard, and the second baseman close lines. Yes. <laughs> XLB. I like it. XLB. <laughs> XLB. Full contact. Baseball. Yeah. You take the bat with you as you're running around the bases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You actually fight each other for bases. You get to first base. You have to knock whoever knocks the other one out gets the base. <laughs> You're on third base waiting for your guy to hit, and you just take out the third baseman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just kick him in the nuts and then run away. I like it. Yeah, we'll, we'll send these suggestions to MLB. I'm sure they will. I'm sure, sure they'll fly. Yeah, yeah. We'll endorse it. <laughs> yeah, so we're probably not going to be commissioners of any leagues anytime soon. There's always a chance. Anything change with Michigan recruitment? I haven't really been paying attention to it. I don't think they've changed too much this week. I saw um, McCarthy out with some recruit, wide receiver recruit in California throwing the ball around, but I think the guy was like a four-star wide receiver recruit. Yeah. But I didn't catch his name, so sorry. <laughs> and that's but, he, <laughs> but he was definitely a football player. And that was Recruited Quarter brought to you by Dad. Some wide receiver. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week. We'll be back next week where there's some fullback he's decided to to mention. Somebody. Somebody. We're going to have a recruiting recurring segment where it's recruiting by Dan. (laughs) Recruiting updates. Next. Oh, that was fun. Nice quick episode this week, guys. That's all right. It was a slow week in sports. We'll have more to talk about next week, I'm sure. Or not. Doesn't matter. So. Next week, we elaborate more on full contact baseball. Stay tuned. That's right. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have a whole game set up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Motown Family Sports Rant. Join us again next week for more of Dad's Recruiting Corner. I hear he's found a diamond in the rough out of Anchorage. In the meantime, we are still on Twitter at Motown Family SR. We've had a new follower milestone, 25, making progress. See you next week. Blind the hope and luck. I'm kind of a big deal. I hate Ezekiel Elliott with a passion.